everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Modern Day Artist Podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm your host. Today, I'm very excited for the guest, as this is someone who has inspired me a lot ever since I met him. Today's guest is an indie rock vocalist and songwriter originally from Logan Square, Chicago. At the age of four, he moved to Oak Park, Chicago, and he attended River Park High School his senior year. He took a gap year after moving to New Jersey and later enrolled at Montclair State University, where I had the pleasure of meeting him for the very first time. In November of 2022, he formed his current band, The Back Alley, after a conversation he had with one of his close friends. He since left Montclair State and now resides in a Chicago City area known as The Loop. Please welcome to my show, my good friend, Ralph Porter. How's it going? How's it How's going, it going Ralph? Doing all right. How are you? Been, been a while since I last spoke to you, man, like in person, right? Hell yeah, for real, man. New How you Jersey, been? Uh, Missing Jersey a lot, um, but no, yeah, I'm back in Chicago. Um, just doing a lot of music, a lot of new recording, um, just focusing on new releases and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Uh, how's the band, yeah, bro? Yeah. How's everyone? Uh, the back alley, new band is really nice. Um, two of the boys are in LA right now, um, recording. LA. But, um, yeah, they are. They are in another band called Axe and the Hatchman, which is run. Uh, it's another really big band. They're also like indie rock. But um, no, if you haven't checked them out, you should definitely check. Them okay, out. for sure. But um, yeah, two of the boys are in LA. We're about to get back together in a week. Awesome. So here's one of the topics I definitely wanted to cover, and it was tell me about like what was life like growing up for you in Chicago. Uh, we can start. You start wherever you, your timeline, wherever. But yeah, how was how was life growing up? Um, I feel like Chicago is a lot, it's a lot like, um, you know, Newark, um, New Jersey. It's a lot, it's very exposing. Um, once you grow up and, you know, I grew up right near Austin. So, um, I saw, I saw the best of both worlds and I very blessed to be as educated as I am right now. Um, I'm, you know, everything that there is about Chicago, um, But no, it's a wonderful place. If you haven't been, you should definitely go. One day we should get you out here. And um I have to, bro. I would love to, bro. It'd be such a you know, such a trip. Yeah, there's there's I mean, like like Chicago, like everywhere else, there's uh there's green sides and not so green sides. So um So uh, overall, like right... how how would you describe like you know, like how, what life was like? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you consider your life like growing up was rough, it was kind of privileged. You know um, what I'm saying? I mean, no, it's from, very, from your point I mean, of view. Like, I'm going to be very like blessed, like how I came up, you know, I had, I definitely had, um, you know, things that other people had and, um, but I wasn't like, you know, crazy up there. So, you know, lower middle class and it's, and it's, it's a place that I'm very blessed to come from because, um, you know, you get to, you get to know, um, more grit and, uh, and hard side of things. So it's a very good thing to know, um, well, yeah, and then, but I went to I went to Oak Park River Forest. That literally puts, um, you know, there's rich places, there's poor places in Chicago, and so it, it was just a huge combo of a mix. And literally, you could meet anybody at OPRF, the high school that I went to. Um, I I grew up not into music really, like really. But, yeah, I was actually yeah. gonna get into that. How how did your mute your love for music like? Where did it spawn uh, from? How, used... did it, how did that develop? I used to listen to like Lil Durk, like yeah, Durk, King Von, like all of them. Like, I loved rap music at an age, and I was into like 
not such amazing things at the age. Um, didn't hang around the the people that I that I do now. But um, mm -hmm. no, yeah, I feel like having those experiences like are the ones that I found most credible. But now I'm what like, kind of experiences blessed. are you talking to? I uh, just hang around like you know some drug dealers and shit. You know the things that I'm not really happy for, but I'm I'm more more so blessed to have known the element and like where not to cross, you know? So you feel um, as though there's a point in your life, you were kind of caught up with the wrong crowd and, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would For you say? Like, year, what would you say? Like, was the reason that you kind of got out of that environment? Like what, what was, what was that? I realized, man, like, um, you know, it was just a waste of time. And that if I had a passion, the only way, you know, achieving it is to pursue it. So, Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, that, so, like, where, yeah. where did music come from? Like, specifically, like, um, the style that you make. So, in high school, I I used to race cars and stuff, and cars ended when um I couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, I had tried to go to this to this school after college called UNOH, and UNOH. it's uh, yeah University of Northwestern Ohio, and what they do they specialize in cars and engine making and all the all the things you would have known about a '69 Camaro, you would have, you would have known. And mm -hmm. so they have spot, they have, they have ties to NASCAR, and oh wow, and cool. that ended when I finally visited the campus, and I just went up there. You know, no smoke on UNOH, but um, uh, I don't, I don't like um, uh, Confederate flags very much. So, you. you know, had to slide out of there. I'm from Chicago. I can't really handle people like that. So. Um, and I really thought about it. My mom mentioned that she was she was moving to no, whoa, way off track. Then I still in Chicago. I took a gap year. Um, I walked into a studio one day because my friends used to make trap beats and stuff, and I was like, "Yo, this is cool as hell. I want to like keep doing this. Like, I can't tell, like say myself as so a it was rock your star. friends yeah. that like you had friends that were doing kind of music and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, literally. So they specifically used, like they used, rap. They yeah, they used stuff? a program called FL20, which I still use now, but I'm trying to trying to move off to it. Um, they used to they used to just you know fool around on rap beats and stuff. So I don't know. I kind of kind of started it as a uh, as a funny gesture, and then someone was like, "Yeah, like if you were actually tried singing," and I was like, "What?" And um, yeah, it just went from there. Like, yeah, man. Cause um, I would say to start start I um. I started practicing on YouTube beats. I would just you know download the wave oh, file. Yeah, I know about that. Export it into a session, and then like I feel like everyone's on hella reverb on my vocals, and like try to sound <laughs> cool and stuff. I uh, I used to like search for the next greatest hit, and like what I realized more and more is there's no next greatest hit. It's just a it's a better version of yourself. Oh, so wow. that's, a I think, that's a quote. That's a quote. You know what I mean? There's no next greatest hits. It's better version of yourself and how you, how you want to, um, you know, amplify your voice. It's not. I feel like you know, you know, all these songs like Ice Spice and you know, like sometimes Justin Bieber, like 
Quavo or some shit like that. You know, they aim for this specific sound. They want it to be cool or something. But like, you ever seen a song where they just say random words? Like, yeah, you don't feel like the the words. Really, I don't, the I don't feel the message. Hold, you know what I mean? Hold yeah, the message. Yeah. So, that's, so, so that's, with with that being said, do you have certain artists that you like specifically look up to or draw inspiration yeah, yeah, yeah. from? Um, I I really look up to like Empire of the Sun was like one of my like starters. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um. Foster the People, I like Tippling Rock, um, Bristol Maroney, like so many. Can you help me out? Um, Declan McKenna. Yeah. Just like the Strokes. Strokes, yeah. Like any any like English sounding like indie rock, I would like okay. used to like and then like Day Glow like kinda of put me onto the indie scene. And I was just like in love with it from there. That's awesome. So yeah. that leads me into the next question. So like, so you said right out of, right out of high school, took a gap year, ended up in New Jersey. Tell me that story. Uh, yeah. So I was looking at schools. My mom was moving out to New Jersey. So I was like, fuck it. I want to get out of here. Um, and then Montclair State was just, you know, sounded perfect. Was, was pretty nice while I was there. And, and, um, I really, I really to this day miss it, but, um, yeah, I remember going in there. Unfortunately, they had um, to cancel my audio major because there was first, uh, something went wrong there. Oh, uh, I think I think every the whole major as a as a thing got. So wait, so what was your major exactly when you were studying? It there? was audio production. Audio production. That's cool. Yeah. So that's practically like mixing. Uh, knowing limiters, equalizers, side chains, all that stuff. And that and there's stuff. like a problem with it. Like, what do you mean? Like they? they uh, yeah. They so major I think due to COVID, the studio, uh, uh COVID, the, or the limitation of studios, um, you know, didn't allow all of these majors to get in there. I think it was like film, and like movie making, and all these others. But um. Yeah, so that led me to making, or not, not making, but producing by myself. Um, I learned to produce by myself at Montclair State in my dorm room. Um, yeah, so that whole year I was just left making music by myself, and I literally like to this day like I'm a not I'm I'm not like that smart on like music theory or anything, and like. Yeah. A lot of people say like you have to like really know your notes. You don't like like so you, you just so gotta... music theory. Um, why 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 do you feel you don't need it? I'm just curious. You do. It's great yeah. to have it. It's great to have it. But like, you don't need to be like perfect pitch is what I'm trying to say. Got like, you. You know, like you can make a great song with just like three chords and you'll be fine. Like it all. It's it all just depends on how how you play it and how you you know mix it and produce it and all that but um no definitely knowing keys is good and stuff but like i feel like the more a lot of a lot of artists now are forced to do their their own music because a there's not a lot of producers and b the producers that are are you know in the industry now are, are making a price where it's so they're forced like, to produce you know, their own music, is what you're saying? Like these yeah. days? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are now. I mean, I would say, like, you know, Dago has been producing his stuff since he went to Texas Tech, I think. Um, 
you know, Tame Impala produces all of his stuff. You know, it's just I think I think knowing knowing what fits with your voice is what's um it's it's one of the keys that will help you in like your your art art career. Like knowing like for pictures, you know what I mean? If you knew what kind of environments you already wanted to shoot, uh-huh. Then like that boom. Like you know you 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 Yeah, it's like it's like when you when you already kind of know what you what you want to do, yeah, passion exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of it eliminates like all the searching. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just kind of start pursuing it right away. Exactly. Yeah, Got yeah. you. Okay, that's awesome. So tell me, tell me about the story of how the back alley was formed, since that's kind of <laughs> your thing now. You know, I remember when I first Hell met yeah, you, yeah. you were making so, beats um, on the on the laptop and stuff, and then suddenly uh, a band yeah. came out of nowhere. So, um, basically, you know, I was I moved back, um, from Montclair. I was like, um, I've been search. I looked at this school called SAE. It's right downtown. Um. It's a great school. It's like three hundred kids. They have multiple program, uh, multiple programs and multiple you know, locations: New York, Atlanta, um, etc. And so I was like, I I toured one of their inst- uh, their locations in Nashville, and I really liked it. I was like, yeah, I could go to one of these wherever. Fuck it. Um, and I I I wanted to do Nashville, but we decided about um on Chicago. For a few for a few things but um yeah so one of the first days in class i met i met my good um two of my good buddies kenny um three of my good buddies kenny sal and nick and they they all play in axe and the hatchman um they're they're great guys and you know ever since i'm not gonna say ever since but you know once i met them it was very um it was very it, it was very educating. Sal is a great mixer. Uh Nick is a great great drummer. Um and Sal and Kenny are, are two great guitarists. So So you found um, you found like a group of people all sharing common interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we we write we wrote, started off, off writing songs, yeah, yeah, in the beginning. And we were like, yo, you know, you sound cool, you sound cool, you sound these blah blah blah. But um and then I had a show coming up, and me and Sal were talking. And my old high school friend Nick, or um, Jaden, had DM'd me and was like, "Yo, like, love your music, blah blah blah. We should definitely like, I could see a group emerging out of this." Blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Yes, like, let's do this. I have a show. I'm gonna perform solo, but after, I was like, let's do that." And then. I sit next to Sal on the couch at his crib, chilling one day. And Sal, and Sal, Sal looks at me and he's like, you don't really want to perform solo on that big ass stage, do you? I was like, no, I do not. So, like, made some calls. Sal called um his buddy, Hunter, who also plays in the Axe and the Hatchman. Um, great bass, great guy. And then I called um my old high school buddy who I knew uh, who plays drums. And he is just, since then, the greatest drummer that I know. Yeah, that's awesome. This, this guy, he's played a lot of Faloozas and he's been Pepperwares. Man. But, um, yeah, man. And the and the group, um, the biggest thing when you, Sal, Sal's been, you know, I don't want to say mentoring, but, like, 
he's had he's been with Axe and the Hatchman, I think, for four. You learn, five you're learning years. a lot from him. Yeah, yeah. He's you know, he makes a lot of informed um decisions and he wants to make sure, you know, whatever his involvement is, whatever um you know, everybody's effort going into the band uh, has to be backed by something. So Yeah. You know. Um so very good to have they, yeah, the biggest thing about having a band is everybody has to like vibe with each other. Like, like it doesn't matter like how shit everybody is, you got to vibe with each other. Like, I think that's the that's the biggest key. That's, that's the awesome. biggest key. One of the biggest keys. One of but, them. And then and then it the gotcha. goes, you know, um, you want people to show up on time, respect for the band, uh, determination. You want that. And also, like, you know, you hope that everybody has personal value of being a part of it. You know, you, you almost want to look at it like, you know, it's like a little family like type shit. Okay. And like a little community. I think I think that helps it, like, boost morale sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even just checking, like... So that being said, then... What what would you say is like some of the challenges you had to face ever since you started, you know, became part of a collective rather than running it solo? Um, getting these five, getting these four guys in a room on the same day and time is alone the hardest fucking thing. Like, like I can't stress that enough. But like, I love I love these guys for it. But like, they are never free. They are fucking never free. Um. But yeah, so, like, so how, how do you deal with that? Like, what do you what do you do in order to uh, no? That? So yeah, we've we've created a Google sheet with all of our, <laughs> all of our Google sheet. Yeah, Google sheet with hey, all bro, our scheduling. I can put you onto this software, man. Please, uh, please. Bro, Notion, man. I've I've talked about Notion a lot, man. If you really? need to get organized yeah. with it, man, you guys all hop on the same thing. Put your, yeah. your schedules. Communicate that That'll way. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, there is like. You start to realize when you're, you know, you get this new group and you're creating originals that, you know, it's the songs have to come from chemistry too. Like so, like you. you start to notice, like the the more you guys hang out, play with each other, or you know, you know, even like dive into like songwriting, like the more it is gonna like get better. Like so, I think because I used to rush it, I used to be like, oh, we need to like. I need to record right now, right now, right now. Like, like now I kind of feel like, you know, you got to like jam it out. You got to get the song, you know, to the points where you want it and then let's record it. So you would say you have some sort of like creative process when making your music? Yeah, yeah, Usually, How, how, would, you, how usually, would you describe that? Usually we want to do, um, we have this new song that we wrote recently. It's called Rubber Band. Two or three guys come up with chords and vocals. And then you bring it to the rest of the band. Um, Sal, me, and Hunter, we wrote a rubber band. And so what we, we what we did was we just had chords to it and uh, um, vocals. And Hunter put on his bass line. And basically, we just bring it to the rest of the band. We were like, yo, let's try playing this. We, you know, we have a couple, a couple upcoming shows. So we're going to record it after. Um, so, yeah, next week, we're going to record it um at sae the studios at sae that we use and that's the school, school right yeah, yeah, yeah oh that's cool so the school gives you like access to the yeah bro, they're, they're like crazy studios like 200 
And like, wait, do you have, you don't have to like pay for anything because you go because you're in attendance? No, or? yeah, anybody can walk in. Oh, that's fire! Like, that's fire. if I'm there, anybody can walk in. Oh, it's amazing. This is actually like so fire. Like, usually that usually they would let people. Like, wait, so so what exactly is the project that you're working on right now as a band? Um, like we're trying to put out. We're trying to put out um a few singles, but what I'm most excited for is uh you know starting EP. Yeah. And so um I think we're gonna take we're gonna take some of the originals that we already have out, um, spice them up a bit and re record them and just um yeah, that should be cool. I think we're gonna yeah, do I, was look, I was looking at I was looking at your, your Spotify page. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was telling my boy, I was like, you know, just playing your music and stuff. Yeah. Remember you had tell me and stuff like that. Um all those like you, I can't listen to them right now. Are you like mixing? Yeah, them? no, no, yeah, it's on the back, guys. Uh, yeah, so there's oh, okay, all okay. confusion. Like, we shifted all the originals to the back alley so that um, you know, some of them are gonna come off that page back to Ralph Porter, but I just gotta figure out Got technical difficulties around that because DistroKid is a pain in the butt to work with. I'll tell you that. <laughs> never, never trust these um these softwares that the distribution softwares but um no yeah everything should be back to normal in a couple months um i'm gonna start dropping individual music on round Porter too. oh yeah okay yeah really exciting so that so that's stuff that you produce by yourself fully yeah yeah so like if if i record with anybody outside of the band or something like that Got you. All right, that's yeah. cool. So you're gonna have like you're gonna have connections to the back alley, and then you still have your own. Hell yeah. And I guess. Hell yeah, but you know, I think back alley is just first priority right now. Like, dude, when I say like all these guys are so talented, like, man, I would not want to play with anybody else. You know, like, we've only had three shows, but like, you know, we have we have Shuba's coming up in May, and and um. If you don't know Chicago, Shubas takes like two, three years as a band to get. Yeah. So the fact that we, we get it in a couple months. Tell me more about Shuba. I don't really, I don't know anything about. Yeah, that. yeah. So it's not confirmed yet, but um, we we might be opening for this band called Trash Panda. They are like so fucking bomb. Um, their original stuff goes crazy. And uh. Yeah, man, this is really nice. Um, so she was like, like a, a, it's like a rock pop band, yeah, some something like that. Gotcha, cool. Um, yeah, be, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other thing you mentioned was you said something about merchandise. You guys were working on some yes, stuff. Yes. Tell me yes, about that because you know you can go make yeah, some. Yeah, so we're taking that. all the profits that we're taking all the profits that we make um, from present shows and we're putting it to merch. We're gonna have some back alley uh, shirts pretty soon. Um, maybe some lighters, maybe some, you know, lighters, crewnecks. Yeah, I might have to ship you one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, stuff like that. We wanna, we wanna definitely, um, do our part in having, um, you know, merchandise and like ways to support, um, prepared when we have big opportunities, big shows, and stuff like that. Hey, so how are you guys doing on the social media front? Like you, you guys post and stuff as like a band. Yeah, or? yeah. So we have we have an Instagram right now. It's nothing crazy, but um, I think what we're mainly waiting on right now is just to finish these songs. Um, all of our schedules are so hectic. Like I said, two boys are in L.A. right now. 
I have to leave for Houston and like ne next Sunday I have to leave for Houston for a week. You're doing That's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm doing a sales trip in Houston, which is gonna be cool. cool. But um yeah, our schedules are like not perfect at all. So I think that's that's literally the main problem that we have. Um, besides that, we would be cranking out songs like "There's No Tomorrow." But um, okay. So yeah, I, I, think, I have a little question from the audience on Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. Like a little things for people to ask, and the question was: So, what's uh, your predictions for the future of the industry that you're in? And then, how do you balance stress, whether that's good or bad stress? And what do you do about it? That's two questions, technically. Oh yeah. Um. First one, um, I think a lot of people are going to start realizing that it, it really is an individual driven, um, you know, industry. Um, you know, the back alley as it is, we're performing songs that I've written, you know, at, at Montclair State, you know, about a year ago. And those, those, those songs have set me up to like so many opportunities, man. Like, but, um, I think that becoming being able to do what you want on your own is only going to prepare you when you have a team around you. Cause then you're going to literally know what you want, you know, instead of being like, Oh, I wish I had like three more people in my band. This would be crazy. Like just do it by yourself. Like, and then yeah, so, like, so basically like, like I guess to sum it up from my understanding is like, once you were able to understand all the things that go into it, the little parts yeah. yourself, understand that and are able yeah. to do it by yourself that's when you can start adding people to your team because you understand oh, yeah. what the expectations are and stuff like that that's what i'm saying man. yeah it's fine like, i am i am not the best um at playing the bass or playing the guitar or like you know but then you know you can you can you can really polish those skills and um it's it's all it's all about how you interpret it you know you definitely want to become individual before you become codependent. Awesome. All right. Uh, so the, the one of the last topics is what are, what are any advice for people like you, your age, whether that, you know, younger, older, don't really matter. Any advice for someone that wants to get, get started making music and do what you're doing? Hell yeah. So I'd say like, do not like, do not like shy away from adversity. Like I used to like always like, be like damn I don't really want to learn this right now but like you have to like face all the challenges at you know with the moving with the, you know head first and if you if you doubt yourself one day you know maybe it's a bad day but don't say the rest is you know I definitely have my days where I'm like damn I can't do this right now blah blah, blah I gotta take a break but definitely like come back with a clear head and say like it's it takes it takes a lot of time like i'm very thankful that i did it in the time that i've already spent on it um because finding your voice is one of the most important things like to me like whether it's like painting photography like literally anything that you do as long as you like you feel that you're expressing your ability or like and the and the message that you want to convey and that's fucking all for it. Like true message. I, really I would be happy doing what I love for 40k a year instead of being in the office for like 300k. Like I, I don't care. 
Like I would rather be surrounded by the people and the environment that I love rather than like caring about, you know, what, what nice clothes I can buy or who, who am I going to impress? You know, care more about the experience than, than yeah, the man. It's, I think, I think that's the main message. You have to, you have to be in love with the process more than anything. Yes. If you, if process. you, if you're trying to just make a new hit song and you want everybody to care about it and you don't, you're like, ah, but I don't really like the rapping part or like, I don't really like the producing part. Like, you know, then, then don't do it. But you have to love the process before anything. That's the only way you're going to like make a, make a, um, make a benefit for yourself. Yeah. For sure. And then any, any final words you want to leave it off with? I feel like it was a good conversation, but you know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, yeah, just never quit on, on whatever you want to do. Um, you know, the universe is so, is built that if you want something so bad, you'll get it. But it's it's going to take away everything that you have. And so um, I think that a healthy balance between a couple goals a day will drive you very far. Amazing. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks for talking. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. Hell yeah. Till next time. Till next time, man. Hell yeah. Have a good one, man. Awesome.